Hello and uh, welcome to a surprisingly early, perhaps, edition of Murder We Pod. I'm Barry. I'm Shannon. And today we are going to be looking at the episode Paint Me a Murder um, from uh, season one of Murder, She Wrote Still. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we're on to a good episode. Tonight on Murder, She Wrote. All right, so hopefully we're trying to get back to uh, a more traditional structure uh, <laughs> because we vaguely remember doing these uh, now. Um, so over to Shannon then. So this episode, uh, we'll start with our little synopsis here from listener Judah, who tells us that JB visits the island sanctuary of renowned artist Diego Santana, who immediately puts her to work figuring out which of her guests at his 60th birthday party wants him dead. Before she and a visiting police inspector can make much headway, a crossbow bolt finds its mark and the killer must be on the island with them. A lot of other things happen. They basically never stop happening, in fact. But if you can count on one thing in Murder, She Wrote, it's killers giving themselves away, and J.B. wrangles another confession in the end. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so. So, we start on... Yep. A beach, lovely, beach. a lovely yeah. evening beach, and there's waves go flowing, and and there's a it's the murder she wrote theme, but it's a little bit of a Latin flair Latin, to yeah, it. So yeah. I guess that's the hint that we're not in Cabot Cove or California, mm. because as we know, Cabot Cove looks a lot like California. That's right. But this is Cabot Cove slash California, but with Latin music. That's so, right. For a long time, I figured we were in either the Caribbean or South America somewhere or Central America. But turns out we're actually in the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. (laughs) So we'll get to that. Um, So we go from the moon on the beach to a fancy yellow house at nighttime. Mm. And a very strange um, first person perspective of a chisel going and some hands with gloves on um, sawing away at a big flower planter urn thing. One of those big concrete yep. flower pots you see on murder mysteries. <laughs> yep. And then it cuts to the same house during the day now. And we can see that urn on the second floor in the distance. And um, in the in the foreground, I guess, we've got Cesar Romero teaching children how to paint. Aww. And they're teaching... And they're, they're drawing a donkey. Yep. And he's looking at all of them. And he says to the first kid... Uh, that's a good donkey, but it has very short legs. Yes. At which point, all the other children laugh at yeah. this child, and he looks down at the ground, yeah. very sad. Should have backhanded the child, shouldn't he? <laughs> so I'm that's thinking pathetic. maybe this kid is about to murder Caesar Romero yeah. for mm. destroy, you know, for yeah. being so mean about his yeah. art. He's like what, like eight? Yeah. <laughs> but so's the other girl who draws a donkey, though, yeah, so, which looks yeah, like so an actual the- donkey. <laughs> so the- goes over to the next little girl who's, who's drawn like a perfect like photorealistic donkey of a donkey <laughs> later on we see another one where it's like a pink donkey jumping mm. over the moon and it's quite cute but mm. also very, like what you'd expect Too a good. child of this age oh, to yeah, draw that, yeah, yeah. like this one is is an adult has drawn yeah. this one yeah <laughs> uh so caesar romero 
who we will find out is Diego Santana shortly, yep. um, is going around and he's praising all of the children in Spanish. He's being very nice. And over to the well, except to the one kid who well, he made fun of. Yeah. Uh, and then over in the back, or to sort of to the side, there's parents, I guess. Yeah. A group of adults. Of sorts, yeah. yeah, drinking lots of alcohol and eating food yeah. and basically Spanish not Gaudins. paying, not even no, <laughs> not even noticing the group of children yeah. painting over there at the side. Mm. Um. And then we cut to sort of elsewhere, where a man, Willard, and a woman, Elaine, are standing. They're watching, and Willard says he doubts there's a Buddy Picasso in that group. <laughs> Jeez, dude. I mean, it's just a bunch of kids. <laughs> it's a bunch of kids. There was only one Picasso, so, you know. Uh, this guy, like I said, he's, his name is Willard. He's, being, he's played by uh, an actor called Robert Goulet, who talks super fast and sounds like he has cotton in his mouth the whole do you time. Not, do you not know Robert Gilly? No. no. Such a shame. But he's really hard to understand. I had to I turn so. subtitles on to understand yeah, it's, him. Just because he's French-Canadian. No, he's not actually. He's American, but his family's French-Canadian. He's of a distinctive <clears throat> tone. Anyway, <laughs> Elaine tells him that he's disgusting. <laughs> um, it's just an old man... Oh no! She tells him he's missing the point. Yeah, it's an old man sharing his gift. Sharing his gift with others. She'll tell him he's disgusting yeah. in a minute. Um, Willard pours himself a glass of alcohol. There's just a table, table just full, full of, of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there, a wide variety of booze. It's really nice. And he he kind of has almost a Rhett Butler moment here. Mm. He goes, "My dear," and he just I don't know the way he looked at mm. her. I I had some Rob, uh, mm. Rhett Butler vibes from him. My dear, my gift has been buried in the sands of time. So apparently he's a playwright. Mm. And his last hit play was at least 10 years ago. Yeah. He lifts his glass and says, happy birthday, amigo. Um, and says that he's practicing being genuine. Sounding sincere. Yeah, sounding yeah. sincere for the party. Mm. Uh, he then mentions Belle. Yep. Wonders where she's at. She must be getting her beauty sleep. Yeah. Because she needs it, um, he says. Yeah. And it, this is when Elaine tells him he's disgusting. Yes. Um, and then he goes on this tirade. About this poor woman. Yeah. Uh, he he says if a man and he he puts some real emphasis yeah. on that man goes to the effort of inviting his ex wife to his sixtieth birthday, she should at least go to the effort of looking moderately presentable. Yeah, but Whoa. like number one sixtieth birthday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so sixtieth birthday. Caesar Romero is nearly seventy eight here. Yeah. Or, or uh, around seventy. Yeah, he's nearly eighty, and he yes. looks he looks it. Yeah. Um. Like, why why not make it a 70th birthday? Why? Or 75th, yeah. yeah. Like, I, all I can think is they were trying to stroke the actor's ego or something. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. It's a bit weird. But, yeah. And then Belle comes into shot and down the stairs. Yeah. And she clearly is a very attractive older-looking older lady. Yeah. But, but, but nothing... more than perfectly presentable-looking exactly. woman. So, I was what as I watched this... I, when they first all came down, when we first were meeting the characters before we get to know them, I thought that despite not looking like they could be siblings, Willard and uh, Elaine are acting like siblings. Right. And they're talking about Belle as if she's like their evil stepmother. Yeah. So I kind of get the feeling, and the, as, I, as I watched this, I, I still got these like feelings from the different characters that it was originally written. Something else. Like, maybe they started out that this was a family dynamic, yeah. and then 
it didn't work out, so they yeah. edited it. But the way all the characters act, they act more like an actual family rather than a group of friends. Yeah. Especially because in a few minutes, we're going to see them. And they're even though they're talking like this to each other, they're still all sitting out on the veranda drinking and having a chat. Yeah. Like, if you really disliked each other as much as they're acting like they do... You wouldn't be just sitting there. Yeah. Like you'd be going off. It's a beautiful island. One of you could go down to the beach. One of you could go to the pool. One of you could go it somewhere really else. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense unless they actually are family. Yeah. Well, because they don't look like they don't really act like friends. No. Which is you know the implication is he's invited his closest friends. So they're all friends of Diego. Diego, but you know, but then why <clears> has he got such terrible friends? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I kind of got the feeling that it was originally written as it was a family yeah. dynamic and. Diego has had three, maybe not wives, but he, there's been three women in his life because there's Miguel's mother who yes, disappeared. Who, who we'll find out yeah. about Miguel in a few minutes. Um, there's Belle and there's Margo, yeah. who we'll also meet shortly. Yeah. And so I could kind of see that like the there's just a little bit of jigging it around. It, it does feel like it's it was written for some... Either that or it's like two or three scripts cobbled together in a way that... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it should not be. So, yeah, this really felt like a family, a bit of of an incestuous family dynamic, but still, like, there seemed a family dynamic there that didn't, when it got re-edited, it didn't, they didn't pull that out. So, anyway. So, uh... Bill's an ex-pianist who... Yes. um, Robert Gourley mentions, well, I haven't seen you on the concert circuit for uh, a while, you know, and then she just sort of, like, Goes well, you know why, and holds up her hands. Yeah, and it, but the way she holds up her hands yeah. because I hadn't seen this right. before, yeah. I didn't catch. Yeah, she just sort of wiggles her fingers yeah. like almost almost jazz hands. Yeah, and I didn't catch. I don't understand why she didn't go. And when was your last hit play again? Because it also seemed a bit yeah, well, it also he says she, she hasn't seen her on the concert circuit. circuit yeah. He doesn't say piano. No. So at that point I was thinking she was a singer for right. some reason. And mm-hmm. so holding up her hands just didn't, make sense. didn't make My any sense. My jazz hands don't work like they used to. <laughs> so um it yeah they don't well, I don't well, well. I don't think the murder she wrote writers do a very mm-hmm. good job at introducing characters in a way that really lets you understand who they are and how they're related. Right I think they do, all they want to do is show you who likes each other, who hates each other, and you're not going to get... I mean, yeah. I suppose for 40 or 45 minutes, there's not that much room to to do long-term. Like, you know, with Colombo, where you can maybe... You can maybe got 90 minutes to, mm. to stretch it out a bit. So, yep. Uh, it, when Belfast comes down, she tells him, like, oh, don't... Oh, he says, oh, we were just talking about you, and she says... Says, she used to complain about her to her face. And he says, first rule of eavesdropping, don't complain if you don't like what you hear. Hmm. And I wrote here, by the way, Belle looks fine? Yeah. <laughs> she's a very attractive older lady. She's she, she, she's wearing nice clothes. Yeah. She's in no way, you know, not whatever it was he implied for uh, for inviting to a sick birthday party. So Elaine walks off. She says, I can see this is going to be a hell of a party. Hmm. Um, and then... This younger woman, and we can see a younger woman in the background and a, with a servant, and they're bringing out more food and alcohol. Yeah. Um, this turns out to be Margot. Mm-hmm. Margot is, uh, she says, good morning to everyone. And she looks like she stepped out of the sound of music. She does. She's got like, the dress and she the does, hair. Uh, and... Later she has a scene that I was like, she looks like a Dutch painting. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, so she's the new wife. She's the new wife. 
Um, and she just sort of kind of ignores them all. Yeah. Like she just she walks through. She's she's got her tray of food to Same bring down. Um, so she approaches the group with the children um, doing their painting lessons, and she meets who she calls Enrique. And this really confused me because she calls this man Enrique, but his name is Henry. Enrique is sort of the Spanish equivalent of Henry. Right. Um, but again, this is another case of I don't think the murder she wrote writers are thinking about their audience very yeah. well because we meet this character. She calls him Enrique. Mm. And then a few minutes later, everybody else is calling him Henry. Mm. And I was like, wait, is this the same? Like, what's what's going on? Why yeah. does he have a different name? Like, I, I was aware that they were equivalents. But at the same time, can we not just have one name for yeah. a character? I mean, she speaks Especially, English. Just, just yeah. call her Henry because that's his name. Yeah. He's not Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the, we yeah, we find out Margot's the new wife, um, Enrique, or Henry. He's dressed all in tweed and mm-hmm. is a English... So as soon as you hear that English accent, I'm already yeah. thinking, yeah, this guy must have done it. Because the English <laughs> are only ever in things, pretty much, when they're the killer. Quite rightly, monstrous people. Um, he he asks if her husband's always such a hit with children, and she and he tries to take a bit of food off of the tray. Nah. <laughs> she tells him, hands off, these are snacks for the kids, adults can eat later. Uh, apparently he'd so just he been, been drinking on an empty stomach instead. Um, and then she asks him if he would go over to the other group where Willard and Elaine mm. are, and uh, because there's a minor war breaking out, mm. which oh, apparently, and then Enrique, Enrique, I still have him down as Enrique. Henry uh, says Diego's taste in friends is ecumenical, <laughs> and it's a wonder so, any of them speak the same language. He doesn't even speak the same ecumenical language. matter. Ecumenical, that's like Father that's Ted. A, this this is such a big word for the television for like mm. a TV show like for this level. And is of, ecumenical not like to do with the church? It it does have some. I, I looked she it up because it was yeah. yeah like it's such a strange word. I looked it up to see. So it does have some church connotations. Yeah. It also has to do with just being from different countries and different places. Mm, yeah. So that's what he meant. But why could he didn't just say because he talks different about how backgrounds. they speak different languages? Mm. He says they're, they're, it's an ecumenical and it's amazing they can even speak the same language together mm. or something like that it's like why didn't he just say international yeah. or something why ecumenical this mm. some some writer had like a word of the word day, of the day dictionary. <laughs> dictionary, uh, calendar so anyway he says that he'll see what he can do charming snakes has always been one of his minor talents and then he takes a piece of food and wanders off being cheeky as long as he gets he his said. food anyway yeah so yeah he goes over and all of these people who were just fighting with each other and bickering are all sitting on the terrace having drinks together yeah, so very ecumenical of them yes. <laughs> um bell asks if it's true that enrique owns one of diego's paintings yeah sorry i need to call him henry yeah bell asks if it's true that henry owns one of diego's paintings uh diego he, uh, henry pauses and says no actually it's a pencil sketch yeah. <laughs> uh. um Lava. but he prizes it dearly of course he does then Bell notes that now it's three of them who own an original oh, yeah. Diego Santana. Um, Enrique, Henry, Bell, and Willard. And Willard gets this look mm. of being very uncomfortable mm. about this, about her knowing this. He says, what, me? Me? What makes you think I own one? And she says um, that one of her friends had told him that told her that... You just sold it to you. Yeah. <laughs> the gold Madonna. The gold Madonna. Yes, very important. 
<clears throat> I mean, you could tell what they're doing here is the most <laughs> transparent. Let's set up possible motives for murder in the in the spirit of murder mysteries, where murdering artists is a way in which you can make money from selling <laughs> the paintings. Never mind the massive risk of being caught for murdering the person, or you know, burning all of his art. It's just uh, I mean, <laughs> which we'll this, get to. The motivation is terrible. This one this is... and. Uh, and it just it just it doesn't it doesn't feel real. Um, no, nothing feels real. The dialogue is bizarre. So transparent. The, when but... when people fight, they're like, it, wow. That's what... <laughs> right. Um. Anyway, Willard eventually says that he did buy the gold Madonna last week, and Elaine looks really awkward about this. Yeah. Um. Because it turns out that Willard is. Broke. broke yeah and i i assume elaine probably knows knows, yeah. knows that so i can um, afford to get to this private island in the mediterranean <laughs> willard then says it was worth every penny mm-hmm. uh and elaine says wistfully what i wouldn't own give to own an original santana um it's weird that they're talking about the their friend's art like already, this yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and honestly, like, he's their friend. Like, I don't know. If I was a famous artist, I feel like I would do, like, pencil sketches for yeah, my friends and be like, here, here, yeah, here you go. have it. I mean, maybe, maybe, the, I mean, I assume artists don't. Maybe that devalues their well, they work all, or something. They all but... own one apart from Elaine. And, of course, Elaine's going to get what must be the most beautiful of all oh, the paintings. Just, just wait. We'll wait. <laughs> anyway, Willard asks what Elaine would do with a Diego Santana painting. And she says that she would auction it. Um, to feed starving to feed children. Starving, the starving children that she works yeah. with. From her White Saviour Foundation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other three all look really uncomfortable about this situation. We're like, they're all talking about owning these... Yeah, paintings for their own sake, for their own money. And then she's like, oh no, I would auction it and give the money give to the money starving to children. Um, yeah. Willard then stands up and says, speaking of neglected children, I wonder where Miguel is. Um, the great man's son hasn't been be- been very sociable, has he? So then we could go see Miguel. Yep. Miguel is talking on a radio phone to Maria. And he tells her he can't leave the island without arousing his father's suspicions, especially to see her. Mm. Um, he tells Maria that she st- needs to stay away from those people. Yeah. And asks her to give him time and he'll try to think of something. So Maria. Well, um sorry, the yeah. sound outside. <laughs> um so then we're back in the garden. Yep. And the people are oh all of the, so all of the people with their children are leaving and they're taking a boat. Yep. They're leaving the island with a boat on a boat. Um and they need to sail before the tide turns. Yep. And we get to see some of the donkey pictures. Yep. The kids are all very proud of. Yeah, <laughs> some are very be. good, and some, some are, are, are all some are what you would way. expect yeah. from a child, and yeah. some are definitely not what you would expect. Um, and then one of the women starts speaking to him in Spanish, oh, yeah. and we don't get subtitles. But the gist of it is that uh, Jessica Fletcher is coming to the island, Jessica and she would Fletcher. like her book her signed. Si- book signed now. I noticed here that this woman is speaking in Spanish and not with a Spanish accent. She says muchas gracias, mm. like you would, like I would say Mexican it, not Spanish, like, yeah. yeah, not how people from Spain say it. So, again, I'm still, at this point, I was like, they're definitely, like, in Spain, or they're, they're Spain definitely was, Mexico. yeah, <laughs> exactly, Spain was last on my list of places they were, but apparently, mm. yeah, we'll find that out soon enough. 
Um, so while she's talking to Diego in Spanish, we see a man like waving in the distance with a wheelbarrow, and he's and Margot sees him and sort of slinks off to join him. And where am I? Uh, so let's see. <laughs> Next. All right, sorry about that. Got lost for a second. <laughs> so Margot runs off to meet the man with the wheelbarrow, yep. and Henry starts talking to Diego. Mrs. J.B. Fletcher, yeah, I can hardly right. wait. Yeah, of course. We've got a fan already. Diego asks if Enrique knows her. He says, no, only by reputation. Um, and I said, for what? Being around when murders happen? Yeah. Uh, Diego, this is when Diego start, calls... Enrique Henry, and yep. I got all confused, yep. but fine. I will he, now he be calls calling him. His actual name. Yeah, I will now be calling him Henry from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Henry is a misogynist pig. He says that he finds women authors to be cold, cold fish. fish. That's right, yeah. Uh, he goes on, um, particularly the mystery writers, all this nonsense about bodies buried in gardens. Yeah, how many of them are there? And um, at this time, and yeah, I suppose maybe. <sighs> Maybe it's that police officer thing that sometimes comes up. In yeah, show. I guess. Yeah. By the time it's over, though, the... Whatever, yeah. Uh, so now we're in um, another building. It's an art studio, and Mar- this is where Margot and the man with the wheelbarrow yeah. ran off to. Um, and the man is Stefan. Yeah. And he is also an artist, and he has made an enormous yeah. bust, bust of, of, <laughs> of Diego. Diego yeah. Slash, very, very good. It's very good. I wonder but, what it's actually made out of yeah. and where it came from. Because, like, and what happened to yeah, that? Did, did you think Caesar got it from the <laughs> set and just took it home? <laughs> anyway, she it says it's massive, the best yeah. work work he's ever done. Hmm. Uh, a labor and called it a labor of love. And he says, "Love, no, not love. It's gratitude for his patronage, not love." Um, and then he puts a hand on her cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, in this respect, you and I are very much alike, he says. Um, and they start kissing, but she pulls away. Yeah. And he gets pissed off about that. And she says sorry, but he says sorry for what? Because you married a man twice your age? Because he offered you security? And she says I mean, that he's he loves her. Twice her age, but... uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he asks if she loves him back, and she looks away. Um, and he says he'll be... Um, he'll be. A, he basically just storms out and says, yeah. "I'll see you on Sunday at the party." It's a bit weird this because you know uh, she's uh, quite an attractive woman. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He is also old and not attractive. I think Cesar Romero is more attractive than this yeah, guy. Yeah, definitely. This uh, guy's not attractive. Yeah, he's he doesn't not, seem to have any redeeming qualities. He seems a bit crazy. Yeah. like and unkind and yeah. Doesn't I, seem they anything redeeming they about They didn't him. need the storyline in no. there. They didn't need this unrequited love. Yeah. I, they didn't need st- the whole character Stefan. No doesn't Stefan need to be there. Is, yeah, I mean, he's a red herring at one point, yeah. but even then, like... But they, they could have done something with him. Why, why didn't they cast a better-looking younger actor if they wanted to do some sort yeah, of... Yeah, because nobody ever even suspects that Margot and Stefan... Well, there is had... the one bit that he says that doesn't... Uh, he can share, but not my wife or something like that when they have that I suppose there's a... But it doesn't... Um, yeah, because nobody... Sense, yeah, really. no... Nobody ever really questions Margot's motives or, or her motives or that that she's being unfaithful to yeah. Diego. So this whole storyline just seems like like yeah. trying to work in a red herring. Yeah. 
that doesn't need to be there because there's like five other people on this island that could have done if it. If they wanted it, they should have done it properly yeah. and made it an actual sort of... And besides the fact that we learn very soon that Diego's in a pretty open relationship situation anyway. So he, I mean, he's, he's expecting Margot and Belle to share him, but he's not willing to share Margot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so now we're at the dinner, dinner time. Everybody's in this very fancy dining Mm. room in their very fancy clothes, eating their fancy food with people serving them. And Diego stands up to make a toast yep. um, to his friends who are already here and those who will arrive tomorrow. So apparently JB's arriving tomorrow, yep. as is uh, a Sir valued John. colleague, mm-hmm. Sir John Landry. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he is a very rare and lucky man who can reach his 60th birthday <laughs> 18 years ago <laughs> in, in the company of so many loving friends who have traveled here to this remote island sanctuary to share his happiness and joy. Um, he also mentions Margot and Miguel, who, with God's help, has found his way back from a terrible ordeal with drugs. Yeah. And Willard rolls his eyes at this. Um, Diego then says he has a surprise for somebody. Yeah. And it's for his lo- devoted and loving friend, Elaine, who has spent her entire adult life looking after the welfare of underprivileged children in Africa. Indeed. Um, and so he's about to present her with a more tangible expression of his admiration, at which point he unveils the painting, this painting. Oh my. So not only is it horrible to look at because it's a picture of three emaciated, starving, starving African children, like basically skeletons and skeletons like this. It's horrible. Like it's horrible to look at. It's horrible to think that this is existing. I can't imagine anybody having this painting up in any situation, maybe in a museum. Yeah. Um, But it's also just not very good. No. And and they show it for such a brief second. Yeah. And I kind of got the feeling that they'd they'd asked an artist to make a painting as a prop for this, and then it turned out so horrible that they could only show it for, like, a second. They should have just shot it from the back and not showed it. Yeah. And just have everyone gasp in admiration that it's wonderless. Because I... And then everybody gasps in admiration, and I couldn't tell if they were gasping in horror Horror or admiration. admiration. And especially later, when the the art studio is Mm. burning down, and Mm. you see all of his other paintings Mm. in there, and none of them are... And, and like, that, like yeah. not the style, yeah. not like it. It's complete. Ugh. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> we find out that I guess it's supposed to be really good because yeah. Enrique says, "Oh my god, it's magnificent! It's the best work." Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then. Diego says, God has been good to me. I only wish share to share bounty. in his bounty. Okay, so take all of the money that mm. you have to buy an island, to set mm-hmm. it up like this, to paint, and give that money to the starving children. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it, you know. But I'll sure. just paint a nice picture. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> but it, it's just, it seems so, this, like, he seems so out of touch. Like he he's he's aware that there's starving children, well, and he that says, his paintings share his bounty, not give away his bounty. <laughs> Still but wants a lot of bounty. He's got so much bounty, and then he's painting <laughs> starving children. Oh. It just seems very uh, well unaware. There, this is very much a one percenters 
getting together and and you know white savoring yeah. the oh it's just terrible yeah. the, there's no morals here at all how is like, jessica friends with this guy I mean, that is a point that's never really uh, explained. Uh, how she met him, how she knows him, uh, anything. I can only imagine she was on Spanish TV promoting her book one day at the same time as the great Diego Santana. But he really thing, acts but... like they're like great friends yeah, when they meet they up. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. I mean, she has so many great friends in a world before the internet that it's a surprise she keeps up with all of them. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, yeah, there's that. Then it's night time again. There's a full moon, clouds drifting across them, and we hear an owl, and we see the house from outside again. Yep. Hoot. Um, and then we get that first person yeah. perspective again. Yeah. Um, this time the hands are lighting a cigarette. Yeah. We see their shoe. It's hard to tell. It, like the way they filmed it, you can't tell if it's a man or a woman's yeah. shoe. It's like not a fancy high heel, but yeah. it could be either. Uh, the matchbook drops on the ground. So, like at this point. Like the cigarette is lit, but it's not smoked. Yes. And then the matches drawn. I, I assumed they were incriminating yes, somebody else. Yes, me too. Here. Completely. Yeah. 100%. This looks entirely like the, nobody's actually smoking that cigarette. Because and there's, they're not really using it. And also, the they've they spent the last it. two nights chiseling away at this yeah. urn, and they didn't bother cleaning up the dust from no. it or anything? No, they just left it, and they just... Uh, yeah, I, I just assumed whatever this is, there must be a smoker on the island, and it definitely can't be them... Yeah. That is doing this then, because this is, you know, clearly false flagging the red incriminating um, <clears throat> the guy. Um, the the subtitles tell us it's lilting Spanish music. music yeah. Yes. And it was. It was. Nice. It was. It was lilting. And Cesar comes wandering out with, with his, his guitar, Spanish guitar. Walking. Do people walk as like they play the guitar? Yeah. It was like, really funny. It was. Yeah. I but just, it, look, it looks like he can actually play the piano or at least the guitar yeah, yeah sorry the guitar yeah <laughs> <laughs> if he's wondering about where piano that's a different that's very talented but yeah because i mean it might just be acting and obviously i don't know but like it, at least he's moving both hands to match mm. with the time of the yeah. changing of the chord then he's he's uh, strumming down and up uh and it's producing different notes that seem to match those actions um i thought that was uh, either he can do it a little bit or um or, or or it was good, uh, yeah. good acting. So anyway, he's he's wandering about yeah, with his guitar so as you do, as you do, <laughs> in your multi-million dollar That's home. Right. Yeah. Well, what else are you gonna do <laughs> if you can't wander around minstreling? It was a very nice shot as well because I think it started with like a shadow. Yeah. Like you see a shadow see come out. out. Yeah. Um, no, it was. It was, it was yeah. very nicely nice. filmed that bit. Um, and then we. See Margot standing yep. in the doorway, kind of again like a, a painting, a like yeah. just yeah, yeah, with the, like the, backlit yeah, yeah. and um, with a weird sort of like test tube like glass yeah. full of alcohol that she's so sort of toasting with. We know that there's a person above yeah. with the urn. Yeah. We see her down below. It, it I, I felt like it was almost like she was luring him towards. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Come, come. Come over this way. Line yourself Stand up on that here. X, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so she he walks over towards her to take yeah. the glass and he looks up just in time yeah. to hear See the thing I, come falling off her. Yeah, so the thing comes falling off. He jumps out of the way. Yeah. And uh she runs to him and oh, are you okay? What happened? He looks up and says, Oh, it must have been an accident. Yeah. It's sort this, of hero poses. Yeah. This bit. When he when he jumps out the way, like the way that he slung the guitar to the side slightly mm. and he's like almost with his hand on his head, he's like <laughs> 
Da-da! I'm just waiting for the cape to flow <laughs> yeah. out behind him or something. But yeah, he's like, oh, it must be a terrible accident. This old place this. needs repairs. Yeah. This place does not need repairs. No. This place is beautiful. And those, and... Uh, you know, 100 pounds, it's not as if the wind is blowing particularly or, or yeah. an earthquake. Is the place. And Ern's not just going to fall no. off anyway. Um, she says that we'll get to the, the repairs after our guests leave, but he looks worried. He knows it wasn't actually yeah. an accident. He's just trying to make her feel better. So we cut down to the beach then, um, where there's a helicopter uh, coming in. Uh, oh, Elaine and Willard are in the distance fishing. Fishing, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, when I say helicopter, I mean insanely piloted yes, yes. beach helicopter <laughs> who comes flying in only a few feet off the ground Spins the tail route around when there's people quite close by. There's there's fishing. cliffs. He's like there's right cliffs. next yeah. to the cliffs. He's basically following those, and then just like and I drops in. I'm like, I'm sure he could have landed at the house. Yeah, there's like because big... there's big flat grass bits where yeah. the kids were painting. Exactly. Earlier. I'm like, what the hell is this <laughs> lunatic doing? But apparently, this is where the helicopter always yeah. lands. Yeah, it just lands this on the is... beach, apparently. Yeah. But I don't know why it can't just come land. in from the ocean yeah. and land on the yeah. beach. It's dreadful. There's plenty of bloody room. Um, and it's tiny. It's a tiny little helicopter. Even a small gust of wind would have sent that thing crashing into the... Just enough room for Jessica and Sir John, uh, who, who introduces uh, her as uh, the colonial temptress. Yes. So Jessica says that she hooked up with him at... Yeah, at Barcelona. Yeah. No, at Heathrow. Heathrow, they met at Heathrow, Heathrow, that's right. But the way she... Pre- at Heathrow. <laughs> at Heathrow. The row of Heaths. <laughs> But, um, yeah, they bet at Heathrow, yeah. And um, so that means that Sir John definitely couldn't have done the uh, concrete yes, thing either. Sir John, yes. Nor could Jessica. No, no well, uh, you never know with her. Um, does does Sir John seem particularly English yeah. English lord to yeah. you? Does he, he? I mean, he's, he's, uh, that, that is what he is. You know, I think he's... I was, uh, the only thing he was missing was like a little brush to take out to sort of smooth his hair. Yeah, I mean he's he got, got the the real red face, and yeah. the, I don't know. He just didn't come off as a as a particularly posh to you me. Don't think so. No, no. The accent's quite the accent. Yeah, and I don't just I thought the way he acted didn't hmm. seem particularly lord like. Well, to he me, is a but... arts gallery owner, so he's maybe more on. But hmm. anyway, so they have the little introductions and. Um, hellos and whatnot <clears throat> and then um something unexpected perhaps happens yes which we just hear elaine shouting yep and willard's crashed into the sea he's just flopped he's down just flopped. He just... yeah just face planted into the ocean <laughs> um and then she starts saying he's drowning he's drowning yeah i mean he just he, as his face hits the water she says he's drowning yeah yeah, I mean, to be honest, you'd probably just say he's dead, he's dead, yeah. because people don't fall over like that, surely. It turns out he's had a heart attack, it seems. Um, and so some desperate volunteers uh, drag him out of the water, and then um, and then all of a sudden, like, flying out of the side, here comes D- <laughs> D- Diego's son. Miguel. Miguel, at 100 miles an hour. I'll take him to the hospital, I'll take him. Dad, 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 I'll take him, I'll take him. Any I'll reason to go to the um, mainland? Yeah, mainland obviously is desperate. We know from his phone call earlier on to, to go and see Maria. But, um, yeah, so he he basically throws uh, um, Will Willard uh, onto the helicopter. He's getting in holding the wrong arm, by the looks of it. If he's pretending he's got a heart attack, he's holding, he's clutching his oh, right, right arm. <laughs> Um, uh, 
and so yeah yeah so Diego jumps into the back of the helicopter and says don't worry dad it'll all be fine I'll, I'll get him to the hospital I'll let you know how it goes mm-hmm. uh, I'll keep him safe you need to watch your guests here and did you notice that when they got out of the helicopter at no point did they take any luggage out for Jessica That's what, yeah, and yeah, Sir yeah. John there nothing there. there's yeah, no yeah, there's... Yeah, yeah. not even like <laughs> she's got a handbag but where's his pants and whatnot if nothing else yeah has, I mean he's got them in his pocket he must they... have them in his pocket I mean, she de- they definitely changed clothes yeah. throughout. They're, they definitely had various wardrobe changes. Yeah. No luggage, though. No, no, it was a bit weird. But... And uh, yeah, yeah, so they, so he has a heart attack, and then, so they, they have to go and take him to the mainland to get mm-hmm. treatment. And at that point, the helicopter, as they stand back, it's, it's obviously a second shot because for some reason the helicopter's like dug into the sand at this point mm-hmm. when it wasn't before. But then the helicopter does an even more insane takeoff than it does landing like as soon as it's like six inches off the ground before it starts um tilting to the left and, and screaming away but it's great that they want to get the guy to the hospital quickly but you're going to have to give him another heart attack if you <laughs> move and let that happen so but, oh the helicopter uh, has a spanish registration oh tag on it even huh. though this episode is filmed in california interesting for some reason they have a a, a spanish registration number they went the, to the effort the helicopter. of yeah of- Putting a post-it yeah. note that looked like a Spanish flag. But, I mean, it's like, the... you know, spray was painted onto mm. the, the helicopter. Um, So the helicopter leaves. Yep. And still on the beach, Diego explains that after Miguel's mother, Liana, which yeah. was his first wife, first wife died, yeah. he vowed that one day he would find himself an island sanctuary where he could work and commune with my God. It's interesting here that he says my God. Yeah. I thought it, it wasn't with just God. Mm. It, so it's interesting that he has his own. Jessica says, "Oh, it's well, it's beautiful. You've created a paradise right here in the middle of the Mediterranean." Yeah. So finally, so we're definitely, there, yeah. <laughs> definitely in the Balearics somewhere. Um, I do. I also thought it was interesting that she said that he'd created the paradise in the middle of the Mediterranean. Yeah, because you know, the Mediterranean is generally considered to be quite, quite a nice. paradise yeah. already. You yeah. don't really need to create it. It's yeah, they built the house, there. I suppose, and and did other things. At least that's implied there. It's just weird that, you know, your wife dies, so you build a sanctuary on a private island, but then you get married to somebody else, and then you get rid of her, and then you get another <laughs> younger... What sanctuary are you building here, pal? Is this, yeah. um, but she says, or he says to her, I wish it were... This is such a, like, a, a dialogue monster. Mm. There's several of these. I wish it were true, my friend. The threat of death hangs over this paradise. <laughs> Last night... I was nearly killed. By the Riddler. <laughs> That's not how you talk. No. Nobody says, somebody nearly tried to kill me last night. It does feel like the Joker lines. Or maybe it is just Cesar Romero. <laughs> um, Jessica said she'd heard there'd been an accident. From who? Yeah. She just got there. Yeah. It's pretty clear throughout the episode that it's there's an no... It's yeah. a very isolated island. Yeah. How did she hear that there'd been an accident? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a... Didn't they say... Yeah. Hmm... Never mind, actually. No, I just, I, really, okay. I was just thinking of something else. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica then, or he says, no, it wasn't an accident, Jessica. I saw him, a shadowed figure, a quick glimpse as I leaped out of the way. Um, She said he should notify the police, but he doesn't want yes. to put his attacker on guard. No, wait, what? No, just call the police. Yeah. Um. So instead, he wants her to figure it out. Yeah. Because that's what you do. You yeah. have your murder mystery writer friend yeah. solve your near murder. Near murder, yeah. Um, so... Let me head up to the house. Yeah. Oh, so she says... She also says... 
so he says to her, your talents as a detective are well known. But she says, no, Henry Kyle is a real detective. So yeah. the detective, uh, Henry is a detective. Yes. If we hadn't figured that out yet, by yeah. the way he acted. Um, but he says that he can't trust Henry because Henry was on the island. Maybe Henry was the one who tried to kill him. Right. Yeah. So now he suspects all of his friends yeah, of trying to kill him. Yeah, great lovely friends that he's toasted earlier on. Yeah. Um, so he says that the villa is just above the beach. And just down the way is a treacherous area of beach known only to a few people. But a small boat might be landed there. So the way he's talking, yeah. there's only one place that a boat can land on this island. Yes. But the day before, he had a whole fam- whole group of children and adults. Yeah. Well, they could have landed on that one place. On this treacherous bit of beach. Yeah. He's having children yeah. come to his island yeah. to learn to paint donkeys. Yeah, you want to get them, you want to risk something. And he's risking yeah. their lives every time they land on the beach. Well, because the beach that they're at just now where the helicopter land is a great big wide-looking beach. It looks perfectly safe He to says that this is the only the place there. a boat can land, yeah. is at this treacherous bit of yeah, beach. Sure. What I don't understand is why he didn't just assume... I mean, if, if this was me... And, and someone is trying to kill me. Yes. And I know all these lovely friends that I've had for a long time and they're all wonderful people, including one of them who's a police officer. I would probably say to my police officer friend, see that weirdo Stefan that I brought in Ireland <laughs> just like a year and a half ago or whatever? I bet you he did it. Because none of you guys would have done that to me, surely. But why don't you have a look, Mr. Police Officer? But yeah, whatever. Tend to get Jess roped into it. So we cut to Bell's hands in a really uncomfortable, awkward-looking position playing mm. on the piano. And this is when I finally realized that she's arthritic. got arthritic hand. Or at least one hand. Some one hand looked there. sort of okay, and mm. one was all clenched. Claw. Um, she's trying to play the piano. Um, Elaine walks in, and Belle stops playing. Elaine stop, asks her to continue, but Belle is in pain, and her fingers are all curled up. She says that hopefully tomorrow she can manage to play Happy Birthday. And she leaves, and Sir John comes in, saying, oh, it's a pity she used to be able to play so beautifully. Elaine says she regrets that she never got to hear Bell play. And then she's, Sir John starts talking about the painting. Yeah. Um, Elaine says it's a wonderful gift. I mean, yeah, because how, how does he know about the painting again? Well, they've been there for a little while, Just, so right, maybe okay, they've implied that. Right, okay. I, I mean, Sir John is a... Yeah, he's not. Is it art get, bit, yeah. So it's probably if like a you know big news for him. Like, oh look, she's it's got a, a painting. One. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like they we don't know how long they've been no, there at this point. Um, but he offers to auction it off. For, yes, for for free essentially. Yeah, for waiving going, his usual yeah. costs. <laughs> um, then we're outside on the balcony, and Jessica is collecting evidence where the flower urn was knocked over. Yeah, um, she's picking up the. She's looking at the concrete crumbs, crumbs rubble. Yeah. Um, she picks up the cigarette butt and the matchbook. Then Henry comes out to see what she's doing. And she asks if she found a clue. But she plays dumb. Um, he mentions the chisel marks on the stone. Um, but you must have seen that. You must have seen that, yeah. he, she says. And well, she's like, well, yeah, of course I saw that. I'm not this an is idiot. Like, Maybe the only time when you... It seems like, at least at the start, that he actually seems like a competent police officer as well. Mm-hmm. Or a detective. Because he has noticed the same things, and he does notice... Except the... he didn't notice the cigarette butt in the matchbook. But he explains that because of this is the first time he's been on the balcony. Right. So you beat him to But why, why didn't he, like, first thing... If first thing yeah. is, your friend just about gets knocked over by a yeah. flower urn, you go up and you see where the urn... Like, you're, mm. you're the detective, the first thing you do... Maybe he was told do... not to. Maybe, you know... 
I don't know. But now he's doing it anyway. Yeah. Um. He says that the chisel mark. He he mentions the chisel marks, um, and seems surprised though when J- Jessica says she noticed them too. Yeah. Um. He then asks if Diego confided something to her, or did she invest in instigate this investigation on, a, yeah. on her own? In an ecumenical matter. <laughs> Uh, she says she'd rather not say. He says she <laughs> doesn't need. To, he <laughs> says she doesn't need to be circumspect about mm, it. Okay. That word a day calendar is really working for this writer. Um, but he understands that he may be a suspect. Yeah, and I know I I wrote down there that she should have noticed when she picked up the cigarette, but that there won't be any nicotine stains on the butt because I was still under the assumption that somebody had just lit the cigarette, let it burn down and threw it away to try and uh, implicate somebody else rather than what happens to turn out to be the truth, which was that was just horrendously shot and a yeah. really sloppy attempted murder. Um, so, yeah, and Jessica notes that it's it's surprising that he hadn't noticed the clues, but he says he's been, this is the first time he's been up there. Um but he says that the cigarettes prove nothing. Elaine is a very heavy smoker. Jessica points out that the way the matches were torn from the book um, indicates the smoker was a lefty. Um, did we miss the bit about... Oh, no. Yeah, we missed the bit. He says... He looks at the urn, one of the other urns yeah. that's on the balcony and says, Oh, this is quite heavy. Well, yeah. I think we can rule out Belle because she couldn't have pushed it. Yeah. And he says... Um, it it must weigh between 80 and 90 kilos. kilos and yeah. Jessica goes, around 170 pounds, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, there is no way an Englishman of his age mm-hmm. would have been weighing that in kilos. No. And the um, way she says it as well. Yeah. Obviously, the way, I'm sure it was worded like that to make it, to yeah. like, to remind people, uh, where people we are. that we're in Spain yeah. where they use metric yeah. and Jessica is American, but, American, and uses but quick pounds. To but the way she said it is yeah. so like, about 170 pounds. Yeah. Like, like how dare he try Speak to Speak American. Yeah, it really was like that. Um, so. Yeah, they basically then go into the fact that Willard is the only. Willard's the only lefty. Left-handed smoker. Uh, and, and conveniently, and, he's left the island. Yeah. So Henry says, oh, you think you faked his heart attack? Mm. I don't think he could have done that. Um, and then they start she talking. She goes, well, you're not a doctor. <laughs> In the most sarcastic tone <laughs> that she's deployed so far in the episode, yeah. Um, but but apparently she might be because she knows all of this and he doesn't. Like yeah. she's, she, it's okay for her to make medical diagnoses, yeah, but well, not you know. not him. Um, then they start talking about the sculptor. Yeah, he mentioned that there's a sculptor on the island as well, and well, what a coincidence because Diego and Stefan are down on the lawn mm. having a bit of an altercation, um, arguing about Margot. So I guess Margot must have told Diego that he kissed her because Diego's pissed and says, my hospitality does not extend to my wife. And Stefan says, you insult me and you insult Margot as well. I mean, no, he's right. right. You tried to kiss her. You tried to get her to leave him. Um, But the way they're fighting, they're like two... Maybe not. No, they're not even two feet from each other. They're super stiff. And they're like, they're like stiff, like pointy hands. Like, how dare you touch my wife? Or I don't know. It's just, it's so fake. Yeah. Yeah. Body doesn't match. And behind them, did you see the frog statue behind them? No. (laughs) 
it's so random. There's a giant statue of a frog, like right. right behind where Diego was standing. Like it must have been like a foot and a half tall frog, like concrete sculpture, right. just sitting there looking just... out over the lawn. So, um, the lawn has some strange marks in it too, as if there must have been something out on the grass that, like, that's normally there. Right. I don't know. Like, I don't. You're not supposed to see it. It's just, right. just an interesting. Mm. I noticed that wherever they rented this house from must have had. Yeah, something they had there, some they? sort of event out on the grass. Mm. Um. So Jen, Jessica and Henry are watching the whole exchange between these two. Yep. Um. And based on what they see, they determine that Stefan is right-handed. Yeah. Because of the way he's, like, pointing. pointing and, that's right, yeah. um, So, back to Willard. They're, yep. Um, Suspicion's done. <clears throat> and but the, it's, like, the worst motive. Yeah, and I was like, why aren't they worried about this being a red herring? Like, yeah. Uh, yes, as you said, it seems like... The motive is he's jealous of Diego's success, or maybe that he owns paintings. And it's like, again... Particularly when they said jealous of Diego's success, it's like what mm. they don't compete in the same field, even you know. Yeah, Willard one's a sculptor, was a, was one's a, a painter. A, yeah, a, 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 no, a, a, um, Willard even. Oh yeah, um, Willard's a playwright. Playwright, yeah. It was like, um, yeah, it all seems very weird. But I also think it's weird that Jessica didn't pick up on the fact that this evidence left behind seems, seems too weird, obvious. Yeah. Why are I they mean, smoking and dropping their cigarettes and matches while they're attempting to <laughs> kill the guy? Um, anyway, uh, they, Jessica and Henry leave the scene, and we see that Elaine has been eavesdropping on them from downstairs. Mm. So I guess we're supposed to maybe be suspecting that Elaine has done That's this. That's the smoker, yeah. Yeah. Because he does mention that Elaine's She's a copious a smoker. smoker. Yeah. Or I don't think he says copious, but he does mm. say some other heavy. word. I think he just says does heavy he? smoker. Oh. Uh, so then we see Henry talking on the phone to the doctor. He asks to speak to Miguel, but Miguel yeah. has disappeared. Right. As soon he as he got to the hotel, yeah. uh, hotel hospital, yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, Willard's attack, heart attack was genuine. He had elevated respiration, rapid and irregular heartbeats, but he was resting comfortably. Jessica says it's time to talk to Diego. Yo. So they go to talk to Diego, and Margot's there as well. Mm. Um they tell him that they suspect it was Willard. Margot rushes to him and says, because he's jealous of you, Diego. That's he's so, always envied was, your yeah, success. Yeah, yeah. And Diego says, I find it hard to recognize... Oh, yeah, here's another monster mm. bit of dialogue. I find it hard to recognize the darker side of my fellow man, yeah. particularly those who are close to me. Oh, nobody talks like that! No. <laughs> um... It, I, I thought it was interesting, though, he that he says, particularly those who are close to him, and Margot is close to him at that right. moment. Like, mm-hmm. that was a good Maybe like of... a, it would have been a subtle bit of foreshadowing yeah. if it turned out she'd been involved. So Diego asks everyone to keep quiet for now. Jessica says that the police should be the ones yes. that they talk to. Yeah. Yes, talk to the police. Because you might live if you because, get them there. Because if there's a murderer on the island, they're going to try again. Yeah. He responds that he doesn't want the incident to mar the celebration. Yep. Yep. So somebody tried to kill me, but I don't want that to mar yep. my birthday party. Exactly. It's my party <laughs> and I'll die if I want to. <laughs> die if I want to. Um. So then we go to the weapons room of the house, yeah, I guess. Do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you build a peaceful sanctuary where you want to commune with your god, you better stock it up with weaponry. Yep. So... um. 
Sir John is admiring a crossbow mm. that's hanging on the wall, and Diego pulls it down to show it off. Mm. Look at this beautiful crossbow. Yeah. And I asked here, is this uh, Chekhov's crossbow? Yeah, we better did. see something yeah. of it soon. Um, he says it could shoot a bolt straight through a pheasant. At 50 yards. At 50 yards, yeah. Is that, is that what you want? You know, the bolt. I mean, normally I sort of assume the bolt sticks in the animal. The power yeah. of the shot to stick a bolt all the way through the animal seems like a overkill. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know much about bird hunting, but... Hmm. Isn't there, like, don't you want smaller? Th- because that, wouldn't that just basically make the pheasant explode? Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't yeah, have anything left of the bird. <laughs> Half the pheasant stuck to the bolt somewhere. Um, so anyway, uh, how does Sir John react to this morbid claim? He says, how delightful. How, how delightful. <laughs> and, then, and then I said, okay, so maybe he is British is he, nobility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Belle then comes in and says, I see Diego is showing off his toy again. And then they start to get all... Diego and Belle, mm. this is the first time we see this, but like they're it. getting all snuggly it's together. Like, like they're holding each mm. other and yeah. looking at each other longingly. Mm. Um, and she says, um, Diego says that Miguel is the expert with the crossbow. Yeah. So that's saying that Miguel... Foreshadowing. Yeah. Um and then Belle says, but you're right on his heels, the little boy, and you die as hard, Diego. Ugh, more terrible dialogue. Mm-mm. But they're, like I said, they're awfully cozy here. Um, he calls her Bellissima. Yeah. You have always known me the, the best, best, he yeah, says. Yeah. So, you know, your wife is here as well, Pam. <laughs> so, and then Sir John yeah. clears all of this up for us. He says, I don't understand you three. Husband, wife, ex-wife, how do you pull it off? And Diego says, it's love. It's contagious. So it's funny because this is almost identical to an episode of Columbo. Right. Where there's a painter and his wife <laughs> lives in the apartment next door. The ex-wife lives in the apartment next door and his current wife lives with him in his apartment. And then there's the model that he's having an affair with that he's painting. And it's another um, Hispanic, Hispanic um, painter. And it's all all very uh, familiar, I think, from yeah. some of the bits. And I don't know which one came first, but obviously because the creators of both shows uh, um, wrote a lot of. So I think there's a lot of crossover on occasions as well. Did they maybe just did, did the writers just like the idea of a bit of polyamory? Yeah, I think and they, they just like the idea. They just uh, I don't know if it's like you know weird cultural. Um, sort of transposition, you know, the the Latin lover. Type well, yeah, because I was. Like, this is like okay, so it's Europeans, and mm. it's also the art world. Yeah. Like they're all a bit, you know, yeah. you know how they can mm. be sort of. I, I and an English one certainly couldn't understand it. How does this exactly bother? exactly? Well, it's love, you see. Have you tried it? <laughs> yeah. So Elaine comes into the room with Margot and. And asks Bell to, and Margot asks Bell to play something on the. I think it's yeah. Margot. It's hard to tell. It, it, it's Elaine either or Elaine Margo. or Margot yeah. asks Bell to play something on the piano. I thought it was I Margot. I think it's Elaine because Elaine apologizes later <clears throat> on for making a play. Oh. She? Hmm. Anyway, Bell says she can't, but then she does. Anyway. Yeah. And JB and Henry sneak off for a chat. Yeah, Henry like wink up and like <laughs> appears at the entrance of the room and goes like. So she goes to see him. Um, while they chat, we can see in. So they're like chatting out on the balcony, yeah. and we can see into the room, the room where everybody yeah. else is, and we can see Diego with his arm around Margot, and they're both leaning on the piano, watching Belle play the piano, yeah. and that just. Yep. Yep. It's very European. 
<laughs> Henry tells Jessica that he's been on the phone with some reliable friends in London. That's, uh, yeah. I don't know why he'd be on the phone with unreliable yeah, friends in London. Well. He tells her that for several months, Willard has been quietly buying up Diego Santana paintings. Who knows this stuff? Who are these reliable friends that know that stuff? Uh, Jessica replies that she doesn't understand. She thought Willard was broke. Why did she think that? Yeah, well... She doesn't know these people. Maybe she looked at his shoes or something. <laughs> well, while he's being dragged, dragged into in, the yeah, helicopter? Yeah. Um, so the questions are, where did he get his money and why was he buying the paintings? Um, Jessica says the question is obvious. Paintings by dead artists are worth far more than those by living ones. I mean, are they? Are really? they, though? Like, immediately, like, as soon yeah. as that artist dies, does the... Spikes, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it does... But he still would have to find the money. Yeah. And buy them and, originally. And you can't go up to like if somebody if you ask somebody to like back you yeah. financially, you can't be they, when they ask why they think they should. You'd be like, "Well, I'm going to murder the artist yeah, in a few right. months. So if you go ahead and back me now, we'll, we'll make a killing off well, of his work after I've made a killing off of him." So it's it still doesn't explain where he would have gotten his money no. from. Um, the piano suddenly stops, like with a wrong <laughs> sound. Um. And we Bell see Belle running out of the room. Elaine runs after her. Jessica asks Sir John what happened, and he says he didn't know. He thought it sounded lovely. But it's probably very sad for Belle to not be able to play like she once did. Um, she says it's probably a similar case for Willard. She remembers the wonderful play he wrote about a dozen years ago. Hmm. Who decade. talks like that? I think she says a decade. No, she says it does. Uh, I think she says a decade because he says it was 12 years ago out in the balcony originally early on he says he hasn't written anything for 12 years and i think she says decade but yeah anyway i wrote i wrote but down dozen me. because and i had subtitles on so i'm pretty sure all right so um she asks sir john if he was aware that willard was buying up diego paintings mm. he says um he hadn't heard anything about that but he she says that if anyone would have known it would have been him because he's an art... Yeah, sure. I mean, if he was buying them at his auctions, maybe he would know, but I mean, I don't know why he would particularly... He says that he hasn't seen Willard since Derby Day at Epsom in mm, April. Mm. Um, Which is not when Derby Day at Epsom It's is. not in Derby Day. But also, Derby Day in Epsom just yeah. seems like... Why didn't she say, like, I, didn't see, I haven't like seen Grand him since National Cheltenham or, or yeah, like, an know. actual mm. big... I'm, Epsom is... Is I it I think big? it was pretty big All right. back in the day. I think that's big. Anyway... Uh, Derby Day actually takes place in June, but not for the storyline. No. That's just a bit of trivia yeah. that they got wrong. Because I looked it up. I was like, what is what is Epsom Derby? So Sir John says at the time um, at the time of the, the Derby, Willard was finding it hard to even raise the money for a decent bet. But why would you wait until Derby Day to raise the money for a bet? Like well, was think... he was he wandering around like asking people, Oh, could you help me could you spare a pound, sir? I I just thank you. <laughs> I think he means that he was broke, so he just didn't have the money for a decent pay. I guess. So, I think it's the, it's the rich people talk. But he still had the he still had the money to get into Derby Day. But yes, cheap. Put on a hat, posh English accent. <laughs> You're in. Uh, so he abruptly says good night and leaves. Yep. Um. Then, then we're we see Belle and Elaine. Elaine, our comfort or Elaine's comforting Belle. Elaine thinks that Belle is upset because of her hands. But Belle says it wasn't that. She saw how Margot was looking at Diego, the same way I used to look at him. 
I've been trying very hard for the last three days, but I guess I'm not sophisticated enough to pl- um for this charade. I That's don't. All. Yeah, I don't understand. Not the way that Diego looks yeah. at Margot. So the way she, he used to look at me. That so would make sense. She's sad that she doesn't look at him that way anymore. Uh, yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. No, the like, other way around. Like if if you still sense. love him, then you're gonna look at him that way. Yeah. And if you don't still love him, you're not gonna feel bad that somebody else does. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. I, I just assumed it was a miss speak surely because nobody would have written the like that either would they well have you read what, yeah, well, have you yeah. heard what these yeah. writers were it doesn't saying doesn't make sense um so yeah and the way she said the charade as well I kind of wondered if like all the ladies were like trying to kill Diego like mm. I don't know the way it was said in, at the time looking back that's silly but um another first person perspective at night mm-hmm. we're back to that again the gloved hands yep um this time they take a crossbow from the wall yep. the crossbow from the wall um and then it's morning on the beach and we see a ticking clock like a really fancy clock i mm-hmm. thought the clock might be important but it wasn't no. important um and diego is outside with his dog which we hadn't seen before. Yep. And we don't actually see or the dog. Or anything. Um, do, we, do we see a dog at all? Or do we just no. hear the dog barking? I'm or not froth. sure. Um, Jessica's out walking on the beach. <laughs> and she sees a boat. Um, and I thought it was really interesting, the shot where she sees a boat down on this treacherous bit of beach, apparently. Yep. Um, in the corner, like right on the horizon line of the water, you can see this like Vaseline out thing. Mm. That I thought was like an oil rig. Because mm. parts of Southern California, yep. you can see the oil oil rigs from the beach um but then later on it, so it must have actually been a boat that they right. vaseline out because later on we see it must have been filmed on the same day like all the scenes at this yeah, beach sure. um and we we see it but they've they've moved the camera slightly so but you can still see the spot on the on the lens, lens of the camera right. yeah. but it's now up in the sky right so they must have vaseline out the boat mm. when it was there but then forgot to remove it after the boat had and they've they've slightly readjusted it must have been the, the angle, rush. and so there's still a big splurge on the camera. Right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, she sees a boat and she turns around, and heads back to the house because maybe the murderer has come back and they're on. I guess this is her thinking: the murderer I mean, has come back and maybe. they're on this boat and they're off to coming to get him again. Kill Diego. So she runs back towards the house, um, but. But she's too late, basically. Yeah. Because we can see the crossbow taking aim at Diego from atop another hill. Um, and Jessica, Quite far away. Yeah. Yeah. More than 50 feet. 50 or yards. 50 or yards. Then, like, if, if it could go through a pheasant at 50 yards, but how much can it go through a human at... Yeah. At I'm sure they're quite... Yeah, whatever yeah. distance that is. And being able to shoot from that distance yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, accuracy must be. Um, so, we hear... I thought we heard the crossbow... I thought I heard like a, yeah. as we see Jessica running. Right. Um, and as she's running back to the house, she meets up with Henry. Mm. So, and Henry's at the top of a hill. So yep. I think maybe this was supposed to make us think maybe that Henry, Henry yeah. had been shooting from atop this hill that yep. he's standing on. That's why Jessica heard the, yep. of the thing. And then he's standing there. Um, and then... Um, but he's not wearing gloves, no. and the the person with the crossbow was wearing gloves, yeah. wearing gloves. Um, and she notes that he's out of breath. Yeah. So she says, but it's strange because she notes she notes all of this stuff about him, 
But she never seems to suspect that it was Henry. No. Um, she says that she saw a boat on the beach and she must talk to Diego. But then we hear a woman screaming. It's Elaine. And she's found Diego face down with a cross, an arrow in his back. Yeah, which they remove by the looks of it later <laughs> and they put him on the bed. <laughs> um, and so Jessica and Henry run um, over towards Elaine. Um, so the camera zoom, sort of zooms back out and we see the crossbow on the ground and Stefan is standing over it. Yeah. And looking down and seeing all the commotion down below. Um, but he does. He looks surprised to yeah. see that it's there, um, like as if it had been abandoned. Yeah. And he just happened to come across it while standing. Mm-hmm. Like, how did he get up on this like this ridge? And it doesn't like the bit that doesn't make sense to me is like how big it like with a gun. There's a reason why you ditch it or get rid of it because mm-hmm. you you might not want someone to know it was that particular weapon yeah. that was used because you've got markings on the bullet that can be matched to the rifling in the barrel. Um, but that's not true with the crossbow, obviously, uh, and that you couldn't tell which crossbow it was that had fired which bolt if if there were more than one crossbow. Yeah, like there is just the one. Yeah, and so it's missing. And... As soon as it's missing, it seems pointless because later on they go looking for it. Yeah. I... Do you really need to find the well, crossbow? Yeah. You got the the arrow sticking yeah. out of his back. Like you know how he was killed. And if you're worried about being killed as well, then secure the bolts. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So I think we're supposed to think that maybe it was Stefan here, but yeah. I never suspected Stefan. Never no, it was like too obvious. yeah. They bring the body back up to the house, um, which is it's strange because at some point they've somebody's gone back to the house to get the servant because the servant's yeah. there and to get to somehow make a stretcher. Stretcher, I'm yeah, pretty sure of they like a just... broken bit of fence or something. Like that. Yeah, it's like or like an all... old bed or something. Yeah. So obviously they've had the time to go get the servant yep. to make a stretcher to go back down to the beach and collect him and bring him back up. Yeah. And in the meantime, they haven't told Belle or Margot about this. No. Well, they couldn't find Belle, I think, as the, Margot is the implication. So, yes, yeah, they walk, They as they're coming in, Belle sees him yep. and starts to get worried. Um, she says she should go up with him, but Jessica's like, no, no, we need to go find Margot, which... Seems a bit uncaring. Obviously, Belle cares for Diego yeah. as well. Although like, it is his actual wife now, Um, and then just at that moment, like Belle or not Belle, Margot breezes in <laughs> with the a basket, white again. dress, yeah. hair flowing, yeah. backlit with like a garden behind her, a basket full of flowers under her arm. Yeah, and she's like, "Tell me what?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "What is this?" <laughs> this weird setup. Um, she runs to Diego's body. Um, Stefan comes in shortly after. He sees Diego's body, and looks shocked. But he already knew that he was dead, so I guess he's acting here just to make sure. Yeah. Nobody suspects him. And, yeah, and he says, "Who could have done this?" Um, we see Jessica looking at the wall where the crossbow had been hanging, and one of the men says he'll call the mainland. I, and I wasn't sure who said that. John, Sir John. Was it Sir John who said that? Yeah. Oh, right, because... Because then he goes in, and then comes out and goes, oh, it's Baldwin smashed. Right. And I was almost waiting to hear the small smash noises in the background <laughs> when he went in to check. So, yeah, Sir John says he's going to go call the mainland. Henry comes over to talk to Jessica and says, so much for our theory about Willard. Hmm. 
Sir John comes in and says the radio has been smashed and they are all isolated. We'll just have to wait till tomorrow until the helicopter comes <laughs> to collect us. Which there's too many people for the helicopter to come and yeah, collect. Yeah, that helicopter surely could only. Yeah, it maybe could they're going to dangle from the the legs of the helicopter. <laughs> the helicopter couldn't even up. carry Jessica and Sir John and their luggage. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're just going to hang out on the island t- until tomorrow with a murderer. Yeah. And a dead body. Um, and Sir John says he'd feel better if they found the missing yeah. crossbow. <laughs> Again, as you said, why... Why do you care about them? Yeah. Stefan agrees... Uh, why, do you know, why, why does he know it's missing? And it's, it's, it's obviously missing from the wall. Right. But presumably the killer has it. Mm. So... You know, where are you going to find it? It's only the killer could know that the the thing's been discarded somewhere. So Sir John and Stefan run off to go find the crossbow, which I guess because they're the two who know where it is. Interesting. Yeah, both of them do know where it is, but um, I mean, I can imagine why he wouldn't want one person going off and doing anything. Yeah. But I kind of thought. Because at this point, so if it hasn't become clear yet, Sir John is the murderer. Yep. And I kind of got the feeling that Sir John wanted to go off and, like, do something to Stefan. Hmm. Like, like hurt him or something Bump or him push him off a cliff so it looks like he'd killed himself after he killed hmm. Diego yeah, or, or do something to, like, implicate him yeah. more. Um, so. They go off anyway. And they go off anyway, and Henry, like, asks Jessica why she isn't trusting him. Yeah. And, um... She doesn't really answer the same. She doesn't really answer, and then she he, he says, Bravo, Jessica, spoken like a seasoned... And then she interrupts him before she can fin- before he he finishes. And I want to know what. What's mm. she talking... A seasoned what? Presumably she... a, a seasoned, what was it? Uh, colonial temptress, maybe. <laughs> Um, so she says she doesn't have a choice, that she's going to have to trust him, because there's a killer on the island, and despite what Belle said, it's not necessarily one of them. Um, she then tells him about the boat that she saw. Yep. And they go back to the beach just in time to see someone taking off. running into the boat. Um, Henry runs down to the beach and flips the boat over, um, knocking... The boat boat flips over when when the guy tries to get into it. Yeah. Um... He shouts to Jessica, get the parcel, get the parcel. Yeah. Jessica runs into the water. She's already wet yeah. when she starts to run this into the water. This is obviously take two, at least. <laughs> like, up to, like, her armpits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, she really went for it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Is soaking. Soaked, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, and then they, uh, Henry pulls Miguel out of the water, and he's yeah. got blood dripping down his head where the boat hit him yeah. as it toppled over, capsized. Back in the house, we see that Miguel is recovering from his injury, um, and Belle, Elaine, Jessica, and Henry examine what was in the package. It's rolled up paintings, each one signed by Diego Santana. Um, <laughs> that's what Henry says, and I was like, "Well, they're unlikely to be Monets, are they? Yeah. Like, who else?" <laughs> if it's a load of paintings from Diego's private island, they're probably Diego's paintings, probably. Um, Margot walks in. Each one stolen from Diego Santana, she says. Then she demands to know why Miguel killed Diego. 
Diego swears that he didn't even know his dad was dead, which he seems to be taking rather well at mm. this point. Um, no. What? What? <laughs> what? She demands to know why he came back. He said it was just to take the paintings. He wants to be with Maria, who Diego ordered him not to see anymore. Yeah. I want to know the story here. Well, that's, there's a whole other thing going on there's here, There's a whole there? other yeah, story yeah. that we never find out. Yeah. He's in love with this woman Maybe called Maria. Maybe Maria's got some sort <laughs> of problem. It's a backdoor pilot for... <laughs> Diego and Maria. I was wondering if maybe Maria oh, was sorry, an illegitimate yeah. child yeah. and like Diego didn't want them to You can't see her because that's your sister. <laughs> like, what's going on? I want to know this story. We don't get it. No. We. Uh. Um, then Sir John walks in, having found the crossbow. Yeah. He points Funny out that. our whole island. He points out that Miguel is the marksman. That's right. So maybe he's also the murderer. Mm. But. Jessica says that if that were the case, Miguel would have taken the weapon with him to the boat. But Again, it's not why? like, yeah, because yeah. it's obvious what he was shot yeah. with. It the wasn't like gone. There's he a bolt wasn't stabbed with the, yeah. <laughs> with the arrow. Um, Miguel says he has no reason to kill his father. Margot will get everything when now that Diego's dead. So that's a bit weird. It is. Right, that yeah. this, the child doesn't get anything. Yeah. Considering what's stored in the workshop out back, he says... Margot explains there are several dozen new paintings in the stone building behind the house. Miguel says there are plenty of people who had more to gain with his father's death than he did, and that includes you, Sir John, he says. Miguel explains that Sir John's gallery has at least a dozen original Diego Santana paintings, each one worth triple what they were only this morning. Triple? And that's when Sir John... Punches yeah, Miguel. He gives a very good smack, doesn't he? With the most, with the most horrible the sound effect punch. as well. Like, yeah. it sounds like something out of a video game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Miguel swings back, but Margot says no and stops him. I guess Margot says no because she still thinks it's Miguel that's done the murder, and she, she doesn't thinks. want him hurting the old man. Doesn't... I don't. This is like violence. Like, the way she's acting, I almost thought that maybe Margot and Miguel had something yeah, going on as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, that might have made more sense, to be honest. Um, out on the beach, Jessica's raking the sand where the boat had been. Very sad. Yeah. Um, and Henry shows up, because I guess he's just trailing her now. He asks her about her impressive yeah, display of seaside gardening. You said um, raking where the boat showed up. Yes. But this is the bit where they, yes. were, where they were fishing. So this is this is the same big, flat, wide beach. Yes, this treacherous beach. Yeah. 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 Um, she says she got to thinking there might be some connection between Willard's heart attack and the first attempt on Diego's life. So she th- she's basically explaining what did happen, which was that Willard's heart attack was fake. actually a fake one, drug-induced, yeah. that, was li- that gave symptoms like a heart attack. She said amyl nitrate. Yeah. Um, Which is also used in an episode of Columbo to give uh, the murderer uh, a fake heart attack, to give him a bit of an alibi. Henry thinks this is a bit far-fetched. Yeah, of course it is. Um, that, and then she says maybe he panicked after failing his attempt to kill Diego and felt like he needed to get off the island. Um, Henry points out that Willard wasn't on the island to kill Diego this morning, and then Jessica finds a broken ampule, which did not, not look like a broken ampule to me. It looked know. like just... Like a firecracker. Yeah. Or yeah. It's like they were like, oh, we didn't get our prop. Let's yeah. just find a piece of rubbish on this oh, they beach. Were like, what does an ampule look like? 
Um, she sniffs it and says, if I'm not mistaken, what? it contained animal nitrate. I don't think you'd be able to smell much after a day in the sand. Apparently it has, a, I looked it up, it has a fairly strong smell of yeah, dirty socks. It disappears so, quite quickly though, mm. I think. Yeah, and it had been like under the sand yeah, where the waves were. Where the water were. had been on it and all that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they give each other sort of a, a look mm. of, oh, look, this is, and I guess Henry must be feeling awfully silly because he just told Jessica that her story was far-fetched and yeah. then... Look at, lo, lo and behold. She's right. Um, Sir John then shows up calling for Henry. He says that Stefan still hasn't returned from the search, at which point I'm thinking, okay, well, Henry's killed yeah. Stefan somehow. So they went away together, but they didn't return together. Yeah. And nobody thought that was... Yeah, weird. or maybe, I, maybe uh, Sir John had, like, told him, like, oh, scared him somehow and that, told uh-huh. him to, like, leave yeah. the island. Um, Margot says that Stefan has a small raft stashed away behind <laughs> his cottage that he sometimes uses for fishing. That's not stashed away. No, you, mean has, you don't stash a away a boat. Yeah. Um, Henry says they'd better go look. Jessica says she'll go with them. But Henry says, no, it may be dangerous. Go back to the house and take care of the women folk. He doesn't actually say that. No, but that's, that's implied. Um, so they're at the cottage, Stefan's cottage. Miguel's there too and tells Henry that the raft is missing. Henry says that inside the building has been cleaned out and Sir John announces that Stefan has left the island. By the time we notify the authorities, he'll be thousands of miles away. Yeah. That's, I mean, thousands. Yeah. He's in a raft on the Mediterranean. I know. You'd think it'd take him a while just to get to the next island or, or you know, certainly it'd take him a long time to get to the mainland. A little puttery but, but. <clears throat> so yeah so th- this is when I said I think Stefan has done Sir John has done something to Stefan framing him for murder and I think he's working with Elaine but I was wrong about that yeah um so now it's evening and there's a storm a brewing there is the, the waves are going crazy on the beach but Time then to set the spectacular scene yeah. JB's sleeping and wakes up to the sound of a dog barking and a fire. Hmm. She runs to her window to see the stone building out back. Yeah, the storeroom, apparently. Yeah, um, the one that has all the new paintings yeah. in it. It's on is fire. on fire. She starts screaming, fire, fire, fire. Um, and they run down and look, and the door's open. Hmm. She runs to the... Um, or so, so yeah, she looks out the window and sees that the door to the storeroom is open. Hmm. Um, and then you see them all running in towards the building and Jessica's going, oh my God, the paintings. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like what Jessica would be concerned no. about, but that's, that's what, what she's she concerned about. Henry kicks in the door the rest of the way and sees a woman laying on the floor. He runs in and picks up the terrible mannequin. Yeah. Did you see? <laughs> so he picks up the leg like it bends of, the wrong yeah, way yeah. and it looks like it's like really terribly broken. Mm. Um but they get outside and the mannequin turns into Marco. Mm. It's very brave of the inspector. <laughs> it was very brave of him. Just as and it, he runs out just as like a wall the collapses. Wall, but, yeah, a beam falls down. Um they take her into the house and Miguel starts fighting the fire with a hose. Um Inside the house, all the women are there asking Margot what happened. She says she doesn't know. She couldn't sleep, so she went outside for a walk. She thought she heard someone in the shed, and the door was open. So she went in and saw that the fire had been started in the corner. She went inside, and somebody grabbed her from behind. They put her arm around her neck, and she couldn't breathe. Jessica asks if it was a man, but Margot says she didn't see. 
She says she thinks it was a man's arm. It was very strong. Jessica asks Margot if she can do a little experiment. (laughs) I hope you've recovered from the trauma because I'm about to make you relive it. So Margot, poor Margot, agrees. She stands up and Jessica just suddenly like does this like kung fu move on her. She goes right in for the rear naked choke. It's uh, yeah, yeah she really and poor goes Margo for it. Yeah. is yeah, like, oh my god, herself, she's she? just yeah. been attacked. And yeah, it doesn't, now... doesn't look like acting. <laughs> and Jessica also wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to hold you like this yeah. to see how I the... I just want to put my the... arm around and see which way of you. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she does one hold, and Margo's like, no, that's not quite right. And then right. Jessica does the other hold, yeah. and she's like, oh yeah, that's, that seems like it was. And yeah. this confirms Jessica that the assailant was right-handed. Yeah. So we're no longer working with a secret lefty, I guess. I yeah. mean, the only left-handed person is now no longer on the island. Yeah. So why she thought it might be a left-handed person yeah. still. Has somebody been pretending to be left-handed all yeah. along? That quite often happens are ambidextrous, so... Yeah, but I mean, when the when the evidence towards somebody being left-handed is the way matches have been removed from a matchbook, it doesn't really it's seem not, like... It's not strong. <laughs> but, so anyway... Yeah. It wasn't Willard, I guess. Yeah. Willard, who's well, off in hospital. the hospital, did not come back to the island and try to kill Choke Margo. it out. And, yeah. Um, Didn't kill her, though. You know, just a bit weird. Half-assed yeah. attempt, yeah. Why bother? Why why bother leave her in there? Because either you don't care whether she lives or dies, mm-hmm. in which case you might as well kill her and just finish choking her, or you do care and you don't want to kill anybody else, so you take her out of the building and leave her somewhere else the men all come back in saying it's too dark to look for anybody now they'll have to start searching for Stefan in the morning but Sir John says oh by then Stefan will have made his escape but Margot is like it's not Stefan mm. and he says oh um, why I don't know. Sir John says don't you see he never left the first time he was just waiting for his chance to destroy those paintings out of some sort of insane jealousy but Margot says no he's not a killer and then she starts talking about how he's a refugee from Bulgaria. <laughs> he's a scientist, a scientist who defected 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. He changed his identity and yeah. went into hiding. But the Bulgarian secret police, police are still a, looking for his, him. He's, a de- he's on the death list. She says that's why <laughs> Stefan broke the radio and ran away. All to give himself time to escape. Why is any of this insane storyline necessary? At the last minute, we better a, make him a Bulgarian <laughs> science Person. He was a jilted lover. That's yeah. all it was. He was he was obviously an artist. Yeah. Like, why is he suddenly a scientist? <laughs> this was like, what the fridge is this coming out from? It was completely unnecessary. It's just the wild 1980s when uh, lots of television shows had defections and there's a couple of good uh, episodes of Russian ones in, in Murder, She Wrote. But this is just absolutely doolally. Um, and completely unnecessary. It would be one thing if they had not covered yeah. why he, this man was on this island already. It had motive, and, and and they had a reason for him being there. He was being, you know, patroned by Diego. Uh, and in love with Diego's Margo, wife. Yeah. Like, there's, there's That's no... good enough. Why on earth is he a secret <laughs> Bulgarian scientist? And none of that comes up again, either. No. There's no other point to it other than just... How did she know he was a secret Bulgarian? Surely, if you want to be a secret, defective Bulgarian scientist, you don't tell anybody. You don't even tell Diego. It's like, what on earth? And his, his accent is like... <laughs> he's obviously doing very well at hiding. Back in the day when you could, inverted commas, change your identity, apparently, quite quite easily. It was uh, out of nowhere. 
completely out of nowhere. The 1980s were mad. I wrote. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Jessica explained that... Oh, so Belle asks why Stefan would run away if he were innocent. And Jessica says, oh, it's because once the police start questioning everyone, his real identity would be found out. But surely the police aren't going to be The Spanish like, police. Yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're, they're one of the goodies as well. They're not going to say, well, we better turn them over to the Bulgarian secret death squad. So that's the end of Stefan being... Like, we don't hear any more about Stefan, basically, after no, that. That's well, the end of... The culmination is coming pretty quick <laughs> yes. anyway. So nighttime shot of the house again. They're all getting... Um, I guess they're just sort of calming down from after the fire. Sir John has returned from the shed and says the whole building has been gutted. A year in a man's life destroyed. Dozens of priceless treasures incinerated in a matter of minutes. So what... I don't get this, really. Did he burn all the paintings because he didn't want the market to be flooded with Diego paintings and... I don't know, Therefore, because surely he could have made a whole bunch of money, money off of selling these paintings Or, or did he Margo. steal the paintings and then fake the burning, or did he... There were definitely paintings in yeah. there. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it doesn't really talk about it. I don't understand why why yeah. he bothered with this. Was was it just so he could kill Margot? But what would the but reason then, be for if that? If you're going to kill Margot, kill Margot. You've got her on a chokehold, just finish her off. Yeah, so there's... it. Yeah, why? He, he, may have, he probably would have gotten away with it. If it hadn't been so stupid here, it yeah. certainly would have been easier. So, Sir John says that he'll have to hang on to his prized painting, the Gold Madonna, oh, now as a mem- remembrance of an old friend. Imagine... And at one point I said, wait, was it, doesn't Willard own the Gold Madonna? Yeah, yeah. Um, he said that at the beginning on the terrace. So, Miguel points out that that remembrance will just so happen to increase in value the longer Sir John holds on to it, and he storms off. That's art for you, if you buy paintings from famous painters... Um. Yeah, but you know Miguel's sad because his dad's dead. I guess sure he didn't seem sad up until this point, but now he is. Um, Sir John says that Miguel Miguel is a man of little talent and that it's hard to live in the shadow of a true genius. But I guess that's no longer a problem for him. I mean, that's a good reason for killing your dad, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I kind of read that as Miguel got a good point in there and. Sir John was just retaliating. retaliating because he's 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 guilty. Um, anyway, they all sort of leave, and then Henry appears from the shadows. Jessica, don't you think you ought to get some sleep? And he seems really dodgy here. Yeah, he does. He, he's, he's whispering like, like a killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she tells him he think she thinks they're wrong about Willard. Henry yawns, like, really big yawn, like he's bored of what she's saying Mm. or something. She goes on to say that she she doesn't believe he sneaked back onto the island to shoot Diego. She also doesn't think that Stefan did it. He goes, you know who's responsible, don't you? And she says, yeah, I do, yeah. Um, She asks when the helicopter's coming to pick everyone up, and then we see the helicopter in the morning, and Henry's talking to the pilot. Then back in the house, Sir John is coming down the stairs with a suitcase. Where'd and, that come from? And also, it's empty. Yeah, like, it was quite light looking, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, he's shouting through the house to see if everybody anyone else. answers. Where is everybody? 
Jessica says good morning from the sofa. Like, and she could just see her like doing like yeah. Mr. Burns fingers yeah. or something like, good morning, <laughs> Sir I've been John. waiting for this moment. <laughs> Have a um, seat. He, was, he said he was beginning to think everybody was sleeping in. He saw the helicopter through the window and asks if she's packed. Packed, she asks. Oh, no, no, no. The police are going to have questions. He also says... or he Not says, for us, surely. But nothing that concerns us. Mm. He's he's ready to get off this island. No wonder. Um, and he says, oh, that Stefan's the culprit. She says, no, no, we both know that Stefan did not shoot Diego. I he beg did. your pardon? Um, I said, we both... Oh, yeah, she says, we both know that Stefan did not shoot Diego with a crossbow. And he says, I beg your pardon. She says, we both know that you killed him. He acts quick, surprised. Quick lassie fair with this. Yeah. Well, he's a ho-ho, Jessica. I'm a great admirer of your intellectual gifts. But have you forgotten that I wasn't even on the island when the killer tried to bounce that concrete urn off of Diego's head? Um, she says that the first attempt was made by Willard, who's a lefty. So that was all just... Sure. That's just what yeah. it was. And he says, oh, I confess I'm right-handed. Why would I want to kill Diego? Money. Um, that he, basically he and Willard have been working together. Tag team out, yeah. So Willard tried to kill him, and then he failed. And then when John, Sir John got there, he's like, well, I'm going to be in trouble if I don't do what I'm... Uh, since I haven't done what I've been told to do. So he took some... Fakes his heart attack. Fakes, Good which, job we brought that with him. Yeah. Like, was he planning this? Um, so he's, my dear lady, this is beginning to sound like a plot from one of your dreadful books. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> um, Belvin walks in and she says she believes Jessica. They yeah. all like sort of Yeah, they of all come start, in, the women like, all appear now, don't they? Well, and so do Henry comes in, so does Eventually. Miguel. They all yeah. sort of come in like, like this well, has been time. choreographed. Yeah. Like they, they, they've We all know it was yours. We've, we've practiced yeah. this. Yeah. Um, then in classic murder, she wrote, but it's time for his confession. Yeah, really. basically. And he confesses. Um, Jessica says... Wait, oh, I've gotten lost now. Oh, uh, yeah, so... Jessica says, oh, yeah, you've, we know that you've done it. Um, Willard... And that Willard will talk to save his own skin. Yeah. And that, to be honest, that's the only leverage that there is in solving the mystery. Why would he confess to this? Well, yeah, because no they say that... There's no evidence they did, um, I think it's Margot or Belle, one of them, basically says that um, Willard doesn't want to be an accessory to murder. Yeah. But he's also an attempted murder. murderer. Yeah. Like, there's, he's still going to be in trouble. You'd imagine. Um, and he was willing to try to murder the guy. Yeah. So, like, I feel like he doesn't want to be... Attached to this thing at he's, all. He's but, attached. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no evidence that Willard did anything except mm. these cigarettes and, and matches. So surely Willard should be sensible and say, fuck all to the police. I have no idea what you're talking about. Please get me my lawyer. And then none of them get in trouble. Yeah. So um, Sir John looks around. So, yeah, they basically say Willard's going to talk because he's a spineless creep. Right. Um, yeah. And but Jessica is the one that says this, and it's like, how does she know? She never even met the guy. Mm. So Sir John looks around. He says, "Oh well, now is this where I draw the gun and say you're never going to take me alive?" Mm. Um, and he basically admits it to he admits that he's murdered Diego. And Margot asks, "Why Diego loved you?" And he says, "Well, I loved him too." Yeah. Well, then you don't murder him. Yeah. Um, was, was, yeah it turns out that. apparently 
Sir John was broke. So sell the goddamn <laughs> paintings. They're worth a lot of money. He says the world, the art world is finicky, subject to the whims of a tasteless public. Yeah. Um, and then he he like he basically looks around. He's like, I was on the verge of losing everything, everything. You do see my problem, don't you? Don't you? And he looks at everybody, and yeah. everybody's like, no. No. Well, I mean, at least that's right. You know, implies he's sort of mad. Yeah. There's a sort of delusion there to why his motives shouldn't be as strong as they are. So then it's time for everyone to go. Yeah. Just, I guess, the police have come. Pack up, yeah. Either that or they've just killed him and buried him on the island Henry um, told the helicopter to go and get the police yeah. or something. Yeah. So Jessica's saying goodbye to everyone. Um, Henry says it's going to be a dreary trip back without her. Um, so it seems like he's grown to quite like but, Jessica. Yeah, he didn't have the dreary trip in with her. No, yeah. yeah. So this would have been the first trip. Although he does have to go back with Elaine and Belle. Sure. Which they seem Maybe a bit it's, dull. Yeah, yeah. And that painting, uh, that painting mm. must be like in, oh, the cock- God. in the in the cockpit of the helicopter Just as well. Just burn that. Maybe they burned it. <laughs> um, but Jessica says that she wants to spend a few more days with Margot on the island paradise. Yeah. Like she doesn't know Margot. Why is she the one that's gonna yeah. stay around with? On this empty island? Marco's going to be boinking Stefan soon. You know. Well, Stefan's gone. Nah, he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Where else are they going to go? Henry says that it's unfair that their stimulating relationship Mm-mm. should end before it's even begun. Yeah. She says that she's planning a stopover in London before heading home. To meet her cousin. So is the next episode in London? Uh, I don't know. Mm. She's going to visit a cousin. Um, he says that that sounds ghastly boring. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. You don't know her cousin. No, her cousin's brilliant. We'll see. <laughs> she says maybe they could find a few hours or a few evenings, yeah. he says. Yeah. Whoa, dude. Yeah, it's great. Then he takes her hand and, and yeah, the music yeah. goes all like, romantic. romantic. Yeah. I shall be at the airport, flowers in hand, heart, heart on, on sleeve. sleeve. And perhaps a murder to solve. Yeah. Jessica's like, no. No, no thank you. Well, in our business, you never know. <laughs> so, what did you think about uh, this episode then? Uh, you, I normally ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was better than some. Some? Better um, than average? It had, yeah, I think it was better than average so far. Mm. Um, what did you think? Um, well, you got some good actors. I think yeah, Robert Gooley and... Uh, that says our Romero. Can I refer you back to the fighting scenes? <laughs> I bet wasn't right, but yeah. I blame the other guy. Mm. He probably has never seen it again on television. Um, but again, yeah. Like I said, it felt like it was a mishmash of different yeah. plots stuck together that didn't quite make sense. Um, you know, I get like the, the isolated private island thing just feels like the classic murder mystery trope of, of you know, making sure nobody can escape. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a crossbow too it made yeah. me think of that uh, Did you You probably didn't read it there's a story in, that everybody in America reads in like lower high school called the most dangerous game where like a rich guy has people come to his island and right. he hunts them right okay I don't know it had, I don't know for some reason it had feelings of that mm. <laughs> that was a hell of a shot it, yeah um, but yeah it, 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 I, think I just still always think that money like that especially indirect money like that is a really poor Motive for actually murdering yeah. somebody. Well, especially because I think that the, like, why did he burn down the art, the yeah. art storage? Yeah, room? that's never explained. Really, because he could have made a lot of money off of that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Why didn't he just take the paintings and then 
you know, yeah. why not just kill everybody on the island? <laughs> you know. Especially Jessica. Yeah. Kill everybody on the island. Get when the helicopter pilot comes, kill him. Then take the pilot, yeah. helicopter away and... Nobody would know for yeah. ages. I mean, helicopters can't be hard to fly, can they? Pull out a stick, push down the stick, left, right, and there we go. Build yourself a boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had plenty of materials. They made that stretcher. Exactly. Mm. Right. So, so anyway, let's talk about our um, our scores first, and then do this. Our so- we, do we read tweets first? I can't remember how tweet. we do this. Oh, let's do tweets first. Let's retweet. Oh, can we retweets? Here we go. All right. Let's wait on the tweets. We'll wait on the tweets until after. Okay. <laughs> this is some terrible podcasting. Uh, You'd think we would edit. We don't edit. No. No, it's. Too we don't have time for editing. Right. Okay. So, hmm? uh, plot. What did you think of the plot? I mean, so what have we got? Old man invites people to his birthday party, and 16th then get, sixtieth again. That doesn't make sense. Um, gets killed, and who did it? And some guy gets off the island halfway through. To I like the through. twist that there were two. And, like, that was sort of a nice, like... Yeah, but then... And it, it, it did throw you off the scent. But the two of them working together didn't really make sense either. No. No, how did they convince them to do that? And, again, yeah. Um, or I'll go for... What, what, what did we score out of? Ten. We scored out of ten. I'll go, I'll go out of four. A four? Four. Uh, four seems... I'm giving it a three. Right, okay. Um, it just, yeah, I think because everything was mishmashed together yeah. and... Three plots, yeah. Like, yeah, the, like if you simplify the story all the way down, like, to just man on island, like, fine. They just have the, the sculptor <laughs> guy have an actual affair with her to make him an actual worthy thing. Don't throw in fucking Bulgarian science spy right <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Right, execution. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's hear what Judah had to say about plot. Well, no one on this island is likable, and we spend a long time drilling into that. But then at the end, most of them are still alive, so that's unsatisfying. JB has no connection we know of to any of these people. Very good point. Not even a niece or nephew, but I guess she's a guest, and that's good enough. But at least the motivation for the murder is good old money and not just some scorned woman sexism. I mean, it might be better than that, but I mean, again, it's it's not direct money. It's just a weird sort of indirect. Yeah, he gave it, it a four sense. as well. Right. So, execution. I mean, in some ways, I feel like it's a bad plot, well executed. Mm. Um, because uh, at least there are two that does throw people off, especially when one arrives and the other one leaves mm-hmm. at the same time. Um. It's there are some good bits in it. I think um, it's a pretty poor first murder attempt. Uh, but I just see like the way I see execution more is like how well they made the episode. Like, did they put some effort in? And do you remember that episode where they were at the the amusement park, and like they actually made like a whole like ride. Oh, big, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, place. they just found a posh house on a beach. They didn't even clean the the lens of the camera when they blurred something out. Like they but use you know, they they use the same stock footage over and over again. Every time they showed the beach at night, it was the same photo, and every time they showed the house at night, it was the same bit of film. Like there, there was no effort so, put into this episode. You had that world's worst painting was made for it. I mean, that was they didn't put much effort into that, that was did pretty, they? Pretty, it must 
but it's quite big. Must have taken a while. Uh, and to get something as bad looking as that, must have taken a lot of work. <laughs> the Spanish registration helicopter, and they did use a real helicopter, even if it's a tiny one that doesn't hold luggage. Um, the uh, I th- I thought it looked a bit Mediterranean. It's because it's California, and California yeah. has a Mediterranean like, you know, like, uh, like the building style and all the rest of it. I don't think it was badly executed. I think I'm going to give it a six. All right. That is your choice. <laughs> I disagree. And if you go low, I'm going to give it more. I'm going four. Four. Right. Let's see what did Judas say. Uh, he gave it a three. Super frustrating that JB takes everything at face value this week. Agreed. The killer has to be a left-handed smoker because of some very simple clues. Could the inspector be faking those clues for the mystery writer? Don't worry about it. A pianist has arthritis, too frail to push over a chiseled-off face. Could she be faking it? Don't worry about it. A woman is found bur- in a burning studio and claims she was attacked when she went to investigate. Could she have started the fire herself? Hope you don't expect the detective to ask, because she doesn't. Why set up all these flimsy alibis if you're going to have to investigate them? If you're not going to investigate them. Of course, using a hundred yards of California beach for a Mediterranean island is not convincing, though they do seem to have gone to the trouble of renting a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> a beach looks perfectly Mediterranean. I mean, I I generally, when we go to Spain, I think, wow, this looks a lot like California. So I don't, hmm. I don't have a problem with the beach. Although, maybe the cliffs don't look... It, some I of mean, the islands, though, you know. You get close, but I don't know. The cliffs look different, I mm. think. Well, they are different. <laughs> they are different. Right. But On to world uh, building, then, for world our score. World building. What do you think of world building? Do we get anything? Yes, we do. Do we? Which is surprising, seeing that there, then. Yeah. So we get going to visit our cousin in London. London. Okay, so the, maybe the next episode she's going to visit a cousin in London. Right. You also get the fact that you go to this island from mm-hmm. Barcelona. But that has nothing to do with Jessica's world. It's the world. It's I, building. I don't, it's probably not real. It, I don't. I don't. Uh, yes. That yeah. does not count. She's There's, now made a new friend and inspector that she's going to. Um, does she meet up with him at, ever? Does she I can't ever remember. meet him? I've got a vague recollection he might be in a future episode. Um, we're not getting much more than that, but she knows a famous artist. She somehow may become friends with him. I mean, it, her books presumably are translated into Spanish language because the Spanish-speaking woman uh, wants her autograph on it. See, see, there's it. See, see. <laughs> I, we don't, you don't get anything out of this episode. Yes, you do. Yeah, you, uh, what do we score this? We, this, this is, this is one we, It's five if it's five nothing. Five if it's nothing. And then extra points for other things, right? So I think I think it's an eight. Because you've at least got Cousin in London, uh, Spanish language books. No. And, uh, no. Okay, an, eight, make it a seven. an eight is make when we seven. learn that she and, and her oh, seven, and Frank... Seven. Probably had a threesome with the other guy from college. That's seven. an eight. Seven. This is I've changed a it to seven. seven. <laughs> this, I begrudgingly give it a six mm. because you did get something. You got that her books have been translated to Spanish, which is not much. The cousin in London. London. No, at this point, we already are. And the like, cousin in London becomes a big part of the show. We're only 15 or so episodes in, and we already know she has cousins and nieces and nephews everywhere. London a cousin episodes. in London. That's different. No. Six. What does Judas say? He scores <clears> it slightly <throat> differently to us. Anyway. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Why was JB in London? Why was she invited to this famous art of the 60th birthday party? She's just here this week. Aside from the fact that a Spanish-speaking woman wants her book signed, this isn't really part of the Murder, She Wrote universe. I agree with you, Judah. Zero ah, out yeah, of ten. that's terrible. Um, 
Solvability next. Solvability. Um, I think that they, th- I think that they had a very easy to solve plot, and they threw in a bunch of red herrings that didn't need to be in the storyline. And I don't think, I think if, when I think of this as a as a, when I think about the fact that I'm watching a show, I think the first murder attempt is terrible, because mm-hmm. I just assume you're setting the other guy up. Yeah. With such obvious clues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so mad. That, that, especially because you didn't see somebody smoke the cigarette. So I thought they're just trying to say, you know, it's a smoker here. And they're just throwing the cigarette down. And the left-handed... And he's the only left-handed person there dropping the matches. What murderer is setting up his murderer and then does that? You only do that in these shows when you're trying to set somebody else up. It's horrendous. Yeah. Um, And so John... I mean... He's a sort of by process of elimination person, really. Mm-hmm. And that you're thinking, well, we know when the camera panned up and we saw the Bulgarian master spy standing over the crossbow, that it's not going to be him. Yeah. Which, and him and that guy go off to look for the bit. So it, it must be him. Um, and there is a sort of implication that it'll be a man, anyway, um, in the usual violent, violent murder sense. Um, so. It's, yeah, I mean, this was just madness. Um, I don't think you really could... It wasn't enjoyably solvable. Definitely not enjoyably solvable. Um, but I, mean, I suppose... It it really was, like, when, when they finally say who it was, you're like, well, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's you it don't is. you don't get that oh I solved it moment. Yeah, there's like, nothing there to actually solve. It's really it. nice it's, when confesses. It's really nice when like they lead you to solve it just before yeah. Jessica solves it. Like that's where so you the, should be. The only you, thing you got it was uh, he owns the gold Madonna, and that that is it. Yeah, that is literally it. Um, and and then, then that also ties when, the two of them together. When they said when he said he owns the gold Madonna, I just thought well maybe he's made two of them. Like, it didn't even, like, it hit me like, oh, doesn't that other guy own it? But then I was like... But why is he confessing, as with all of them? Um, this one in particular, though, the evidence is so weak. Mm. Because he's cleverly been gloved and used a, 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 a weapon, like the crossbow, that there's no ev- no physical evidence to tie him to the death at all. Um, and none of them seem to have any alibis, or to even bother as Judas as establishing any alibis. So, I don't know what that goes for. It was solvable. He did say at the end, and there was that aha moment for I suppose in the yeah in the gold Madonna, um. But I don't know three really. Um, I'm not being quite so harsh on it. Like I still think it was awful, but I'm just gonna go four because I don't think I'm I'm giving room for worse. Yeah. Because. Mm. I think we've had worse, yeah, and I think there probably will be in the future worse. So, um, what does Judah say? Solvability. I don't think they wanted this one solved up until the moment where we hear the killer say he has a painting that another character claimed to own in the opening act. Everyone but the killer has a clue or misdirect pointing to them. But unfortunately, the slip-up is extremely late in the episode. If you bothered to remember the conversation about the Golden Madonna... You can catch it at that point, but it's a mess. He gives it 3 out of 10. We're in agreement there. But... Yeah, it's not great. And enjoyment. Did we enjoy it? Occasionally. Uh, enjoy, and I really enjoyed the um, minstrel strumming. Uh, I really enjoyed that <laughs> bit. I really enjoyed, as you say, this sort of artistic posing of a Margot in, in sort of still life. 
moments and uh, and sort of so quaint. I really enjoyed the kids painting. Yeah. I, I, I particularly liked, you know, I thought that he was really quite good with them there, and then and, and the comments. Except for the one where he's like, your legs are yeah, too short, sure. and the little boy starts crying. But also, like, you know, they like the funny paintings that are there that are clearly not done by children. Um. So I I, I don't know I, I had an all right time watching it. If you just watch it without trying to take notes, I think it's all right. Yeah, I didn't. I think I was just so confused throughout that I I don't think. I think if I had just been watching it for enjoyment, I would have been too confused to mm. enjoy it. Because, like, it starts out where you, you're you meeting all these people, and they very much seem like a family. Yeah. And then they're not a family. And then, like, um, Diego has, like, these this two-wife thing going on. And Enrique. But they, don't, but they don't explain it until, like, halfway through. So the whole time you're just like, what's going mm. on with these two? Rather than just coming out and saying, oh, look, they're European. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I'll, things are in Europe I'll or whatever. I'll go for a five. I'll go for a five. Um, yeah, the whole renaming Enrique after we meet him <laughs> and... The ampule, the broken them. ampule that didn't look like an ampule, and why was the place burning down? And poor um, Margot getting accosted by Jessica just after she'd been <laughs> in a burning building, mm-hmm. and and um, I'm I'll give it five as well. Um, because again, it was confusing, and I was annoyed watching it, but I wasn't like just horrified like I was in that episode mm. with the young man trying to hit on no. her all the time. <laughs> I just wanted Never to curl up in a ball. Uh, Judah says, <clears throat> I think this is a better episode of Santana Stays Alive and they're on the trail of the attempted murderer the whole time. I agree. There would have been a better story. And it would have kept him in the episode. Mm. Uh, let Jessica thwart a murderer instead of merely exposing a killer. I was a excited at the start by the cast list and was and really the whole thing was downhill from there this isn't the worst episode of murder she wrote but it's not in my top 10 list even out of 16 episodes four out of 10 so his quick hitters uh super excited to see robert goulet and cesar (laughs) romero in the credits and then we started watching (laughs) Uh, this gift of a painting of starving African children seems like it's in poor taste, but I guess all these Richie Riches don't mind. Once again, the Mediterranean island of Southern California. It's nice of JB to do the kilogram pound conversion for us, but are we supposed to believe she had independently decided those urns, which are cast into the plinths they sit on, weighed 170 pounds? Yeah, that is... Mm. How do you look at something like that and be like, Mm. oh, I suppose that probably weighs Mm. about 90 kilos. That's 170 pounds, yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can take these matches out from the left because that's reading order. That's a good point. Who? You take some right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's been so long since I've even seen a matchbook, other than like on TV. Uh, Ah, yes, this guy brought an ampule of amyl nitrate to the island in case he needed to fake a heart attack (laughs) for or for butt play. Actually, is there a better modern version of this where Chuck Tingle-style trashy erotic author goes around solving crimes based on a knowledge of party drugs? Pounded in the butt by murder. (laughs) Thanks, Judah. Thanks. Chekhov's crossbow. We've covered that. Uh, This is an incredible shot. Long-distance elevated unfamiliar crossbow with iron sights. Catches the old man straight in the heart. (laughs) The killer better have been an Olympic marksman or something. 
so let's assume this guy doesn't get murdered. Then he keeps living with his young wife, the Bulgarian refugee sculptor with a death mark, his son with a girlfriend with warrants, <laughs> and his friends are an ex-wife who has a, has a rekindled jealousy and bitterness about the end of her performance career, and a broke old playwright who has, nothing, who has been trying to corner the market on his paintings. This guy moved away from society to find peace, but I don't think society was the problem. <laughs> Yes, he had terrible ecumenical friends. friends. Uh, um, so onto Twitter's. Oh, like, like the, the inspector. How does he know him as well? Uh, there's no explanation of any of them. Uh, so that got a whopping forty-seven out of a hundred from us. Did it? Didn't it? Mm. What? Yeah. Don't mess me. Right. I'd, I'd already tabbed over forty-seven out of a hundred. Um, onto the <laughs> Twitter, Twitterings. Um. All right, sorry for that terrible bit of of podcasting. There. For some reason, we can't uh, edit that bit out. <laughs> the uh, cheap stuff we're using is non-functional today. So that was a horrible, like, what, um, 30 I seconds? Twittering, yeah. Okay, so back to Twitter. First of all, we have a tweet from Mariam Kay again, yep. who is convinced she's a real person. So yep. I'm going to believe her. So hi, Mariam, again. Thanks for listening. Sorry about the terrible podcasting that we do. <laughs> Uh, then we get on to uh, Dear Ham Sandwich, or as this week he's known as Red Anthrax. Uh, Murder Repod. Um, uh, so talking about the, the painting. I got you guys an amazing gift. It's a painting of three starving children. You'll love it. I can tell by the looks on your faces. I just like spreading joy and get, and giving the gift of looking at starving children. I hope nobody tries to drop anything heavy on me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, also, look, I've watched the episode preview, and I really just want to get to the missing crossbow. Can we move it along? So, yeah, it does take a long time to get to that crossbow. And then I was mm. really worried that that crossbow was just a missing crossbow. Mm. But thank goodness it wasn't. Well, yes. I mean, I mean, not for Diego. No. But, <laughs> you know, maybe for the painting. Why didn't they shoot maybe. the painting? They should have shot mm. the painting. Maybe, maybe that painting was in the storage room with the rest of the paintings, and I mean. now it's... It's just gone. Maybe it was Elaine that started the fire, actually. Because, <laughs> again, that's not... None of it's explained. <clears throat> so, I anyway... It's even worse than what I think yeah. about it. <laughs> Next week, we have Tough Guys Don't Die. Do you remember that one at all? Doesn't ring a bell. Does it take place in London? That's my question. Uh, <laughs> this is the best bit of podcasting. When people stop talking to Google things. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, a IMDb is probably not going to tell me. Is it? Uh, Research on old cases. Something under, no, I don't think no, it is. No, I don't think it's going to take place in London. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember, vaguely remember mm. this one. Is this the one Why that would they set it up um, though like that? Harry Maguire, is it? Uh, oh, it is. This is the one that introduces Jerry Orbach. The recurring character is Harry Maguire, the, the private detective who's in like one episode a season, pretty much. Um, oh. And actually, is a backdoor pilot. Uh, Harry McGraw gets his own spin-off. There's a season of uh, Harry McGraw, um, which was made as well. I can't remember. It's like a funny rhyming name. Um, uh, like well, we the can... the title of the the title of the show. We'll talk is... about that next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All well, right. Maybe not next week. The yeah. next time we do an episode. All right. 
which will be next year. No, it'll no, we'll, no. we'll get another one in a couple of weeks. I All think. All right, good. Yep, so. Let's hope so. Yeah. So, yep. Thank thanks, you very much for everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Uh, see you and uh, bye bye. Look forward to murdering <laughs> next time. Bye.